Hey there, and welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam Vanderweelen. I'm an attorney turned entrepreneur who helps online coaches and service providers legally protect and grow their businesses using my DIY legal templates and my ultimate bundle program. I am so excited to chat with you today all about the symbols. What's the deal with all the symbols? Like the trademark symbol, the R with the circle, the C with the circle. Can you use them? Can you not? Do they really help you? I'm just excited to dive into all the symbols today because I have been surprised, you guys, honestly, by how much, like, how many questions there are about these, how much buzz this generates. Whenever I talk about it, people are like, really? I didn't know I could do that or I didn't know I couldn't do that. So I'm just excited to break it down um, for you quickly today in this episode. Before we hop into today's episode, we've got to read the reviewer of the week. This week's review of the week comes from Bethica83, who left a review of On Your Terms on Apple Podcasts. She said, these podcasts have been perfect for me as I work through the multitude of angles, starting Honeybee Health Coach PLLC and protecting myself as I provide diabetes education and help patients navigate the complicated world of healthcare and realize their full health potential. This is a great tool to accompany her legally legit package. She means my ultimate bundle. Well, thank you so much for leaving that review and thank you so much for being in the ultimate bundle. And if you you want to get a shout out on on your terms um, in a future episode, go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and maybe you'll hear your review here and you'll even be entered to win a $20 Starbucks gift card because I pick a reviewer every single month to win a Starbucks card on me. So please um, go ahead and leave that review real quick and do me a favor. If you think that a friend would benefit from this episode or even my podcast, please go ahead and forward them this episode, text it to them real quick. Um, so that you can share and spread the word about on your terms. I would so appreciate it. So what's the deal with all these symbols? Hmm? I know they're confusing. So it's so funny because I see both sides of the coin. People use the trademark symbols and copyright symbol when they're not supposed to. And then I see people not use it when they could use it and it would actually help them protect them. So it's like I see, unfortunately, I see bad behavior, you know, on both sides. I also feel like I see so much misinformation around these and I always see all these like non-lawyers like marketing types talking about how, you know, how to use these and I'll be like, "No, that's not that's not what you do." So, um and I really they just like don't understand the purpose behind it. So, I'm hoping to just give you like simple, easy to implement tips here. It's also really important that we use these properly because it is a little bit of like a don't use it, you lose it kind of scenario, but also using them improperly can actually get you in trouble. So I'll never forget when I was practicing law and um, I went to go submit somebody's trademark when I was a very young lawyer and they, one of the, you have to submit like examples of how you've been using the mark. They're called specimens when you go to register your trademark. And one of the specimens that they had given us had a little R with the circle around it, the registered trademark symbol um, on the specimen. And, you know, we thought this was like a mock-up of it. So it was like, okay, cool, here you go. And it turns out that the client had actually been using the R with the circle um, on their logo, even though they hadn't registered it. And so when the United States Patent and Trademark Office reviewed their application and went back and looked and saw that they were already using the R with the circle on like their website and elsewhere in marketing, they declined to register the mark because they were using it improperly. So it's really important that we don't mess this up. And so we'll, well, don't worry, we'll like break through all of this today. All right, let's talk about the copyright symbol first, since there's only one of those. Um, and this is a really important one for you to know how to use properly because it can really help protect your content. 
So the symbol that I'm talking about is the C with the circle around it. Um, if you have, if you, I, I only use Mac, like Apple products. So if you use that, then there are emojis for it. I'm sure all the like other, you know, tools have it as well. But um, I know for sure, like there are emojis for it. Um, I also do like control command. What do I do? Come control command space. Yeah. On my keyboard. Um, and that pops up the emojis on your computer. So that's one way you can do it. Another way you can just do this very, very simply, or when you're like writing documents, if you don't want to use um, an emoji is Google copyright symbol. And it's like a, you know, like a font. I don't know. There's some like techie description of it, but basically I'll just Google copyright symbol. And then I copy and paste that in. You can also typically go to like if you're working in a Google Doc or a Word Doc or Pages, you can go to insert symbol and then choose the copyright symbol. So that's kind of how you get the symbol. The the I think the confusion though comes from can you use it, right? That's what most people's questions are. So I did a, a reel on this actually on Instagram and it went like really wild, but also it was so funny, like a couple of people got really mad at me because I was explaining the point of this reel was just saying that this the copyright symbol, the C with the circle, is one that you can use whether you've registered or not, right? And the point of the reel was just telling you like, hey, did you know that you could use this even if you haven't registered? And then all these people jumped on my back and were like, most people were really happy, but a few people jumped on my back and were like, "You're that doesn't mean it's the same protection. Like, I can't believe you don't even know what you're talking about. It's like, no, no, that's not the point of the reel. The point of the reel was just to tell people that there's a lot of confusion about whether or not you can use it if you haven't registered. So let's break down like what some of their comments are and, and kind of why, why they were like jumping in and saying that. You can use the copyright symbol um, on your written documents like PDFs or bottom of your videos or blog posts or your website. Um, you can use that on anything that is copyrightable, right? Um, even without registering it. So even if you have not sent off this piece of content to the United States Copyright Office, you can put the copyright symbol. The way that you do this is by what I call the copyright formula. So you use the copyright symbol, then you put the year of first publication. So that's the year that you first published this work, right? So if you publish this work back in 2018, then that's what you would put. And you would leave it as that because you want to establish that you wrote it first, right? So a lot of people get confused and they, they think they need to keep updating the year every single time. That's not what you would want to do because you would want to establish that you actually did something first, right? It's not being the most present. Plus you get copyright protection for your entire lifetime plus 70 years after your death. So like, I don't think we're in a rush to update the, <laughs> update the year. So, um, so you can leave the years, the year first publication, and then you put the name of your business or whoever owns this piece of content, right? Who, who created, who's the author of this content. So if I was doing something today, it would have the copyright symbol 2022 Sam Vanderwillen LLC. And like I teach you about, you know, if you have an LLC, you want to do everything like in the name of the LLC, act on behalf of your LLC. And so when I produce documents for the business, I do it on behalf of the LLC. And so that has to be reflected in the copyright formula, because if somebody sued me or was upset about something I did in that document, I want them to sue the business. So everything I do is just on behalf of the business. I'm always trying to bring it back to that and teach you all that as well. So yes, you can slap that copyright formula on all of your stuff without registering. There's nothing else you would have to do. You can just, you can do that without having had taken any other steps, right? And 
my point in that reel too was just like you should do that for anything because it's also not practical that you're going to send every single thing off for registration. You know, we create a lot of content in these businesses and you're not going to send it off. Right. So my point in that reel is just like, well, you can put that there without registering. So why not? Why would you not have it there? You might be thinking, though, like, well, what's the point of having that there without registering if it doesn't do too much for us? Well, it does do a couple of things for you. So for one, it puts somebody on notice that this is original content that you've created. It establishes who the owner is of that content because in your copy, in your content formula, your copyright formula, you're telling them who owns the content. You're establishing the date that you created that content, right? And you'll also kind of have a record of sorts. So like, let's say that you created a guide two years ago and then somebody copies it now. You'll have this document with the copyright formula on it showing that you created it back then and that you owned it and that you were sending it out to people, you were sharing it. Um, And then this person created theirs now, right? You do have copyright rights. You have what's called uh, common law copyright rights. Whenever you've created something that's original to you, so as long as it's like unique and creative enough, you've created it, it falls under the umbrella of copyright, meaning it's a literary work, it's, it's a video, it's a song, it's lyrics, you know, something like that. It falls under copyright. Like you still have rights. What happens is that you essentially get what I call like elevated rights or bonus rights when you register something. So when you send something off to the U.S. Copyright Office, like let's say you have a PDF and you've had the copyright formula on it, you have some protection. Somebody can't just come along and steal it. But now if you send that to the U.S. Copyright Office for registration and someone steals it, you get those elevated rights, which include things like being able to sue them in federal court and getting additional damages, um, establishing that you were the first to create it because you essentially get the, uh, like, the benefit of the doubt, essentially, I would say. Um, And you get like the deference that you have created this thing first because you went and actually registered it. So let's say like you registered your PDF and then somebody copies it later on. They never registered it, right? Because they copied it. So they probably wouldn't do that. But if, if you were already registered, you're going to be able to show like I already had registered this years ago. And now this person just came out now. You would be able to sue them in federal court, have access to all these additional damages, like I said. So it is a huge bonus. Don't get me wrong. It's a huge bonus to registering. And there definitely is a lot that you're missing when you don't register. I just always find, like with with legal stuff in general for online businesses, for all of you, I'm just always feeling like I just want to be this like practical voice who's also like, well, you're not going to send everything off for registration. That's just not realistic. You would have to have like a legal team on like I would have to have like literally a full time legal team to send every single thing that I do off for registration. We can't. I have what I call the the bread and butter pieces. That's what I consider to be registerable. That's what I do. That's the method I'm going to teach you very soon <laughs> in about another week for something I got coming for you. Um, but it's just not practical to assume that all online content creators are going to send everything off. So I just want to teach you like, hey, look, you can use this copyright symbol. It does some stuff for you. Sure, it's not the best solution. It's not the ultimate solution. The ultimate solution is sending it off for registration, but it's just not practical. So I know you're not going to do that, right, for everything. So that's that. I want you to take this copyright symbol. I want you to slap it on all your PDFs. You can put it on the bottom of any guides. Um, You can put it inside your course 
stuff, um, like on the slides for your courses, on trainings, on videos. You can do it all kinds of places. You can put it in your YouTube video descriptions everywhere. Um, on the bottom of, uh, I have it on the bottom of the transcripts for the podcast, right? So it's like, you can put this everywhere. It's like a lot, you can use this a lot. So hopefully this part was helpful. Let's jump in then to talking about trademark symbols. So now we understand what the copyright symbol is. There's only one for that one. And it's the same, by the way, whether you register or not. Hopefully I mentioned that. Um, but for trademark, that's a little bit of a different process. So we have one symbol that we use when you haven't registered something and one that you can only use when you have registered a trademark. The one that you can use when you have not registered any, any trademark is the TM. Okay, so that's a little TM symbol. It doesn't have a circle around it. It's just a little, whatever they call it, superscript TM. You can use this on anything that falls under the trademark umbrella that's original to you, right? So you of course, you always want to make sure you're not infringing on anybody else or anything like that, but anything that you've created that's original to you. So I'm talking course names, product names, taglines, the names of your business if it's creative, um, logos, you know, any of that kind of stuff, you can, symbols if you have those for your business, you can put the TM on that. Um, and the cool thing about the TM is that you can use the TM without registering ever, or you can use the TM on things while you're in the process of registering. So like registration, for example, takes a really long time, like over a year, year and a half. And so to, to get everything back and to be approved. So in that case, like you want to use something in the meantime, right? So I'm using a bunch of things right now where I'm just waiting for these things to go through. In the meantime, you want to use the TM, right? You can obviously only use that on trademarkable things, right? So we don't want to just like go slapping this on everything. Um, I see people using this a lot on things that would never kind of pass muster for something for a trademark. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with that. It's just that if you think that you're getting protection for like using it on a super generic word or something, um, you know, and that would never get approved for a trademark, I don't know that you would have any success in enforcing it. It's really a signal. That's kind of what I think of it as. So the TM to me is like a signal. It's kind of telling other people like, hey, I consider this to be something that's my intellectual property, something I'd be worth uh, like ready to enforce that I'm not okay with you using. That's kind of like the subscript that I see when I, when I see somebody using the TM. It doesn't give you a ton of enforcement mechanisms, right? But it does give you some intellectual property rights. So when you create something, again, you have common law trademark rights. You technically only have common law trademark rights wherever you're using this mark um, in the geographic location that you're actually using it. Where I find that to be a little confusing for people like us is like, well, what happens when you're using it online? And we're using it like everywhere, right? I have clients in every state. I have clients in uh, and and followers in every state. I have uh, customers in like six or eight countries now, I think. So what does that mean, right? Because like I'm using some of my stuff everywhere. Um, so I don't know that the law has exactly come down on that, you know, yet because this industry is relatively new in the eyes of the law and the law is a dinosaur. Um, but essentially what it has said is like, yeah, you have common law trademark rights. Again, it's not like you have to register in order to get any rights. You have some hear me loud and clear, you have some just by creating something that's original to you, but it's definitely not as good as registering, right? So registering your mark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO, that gives you tons of elevated rights. Same thing as a copyright, it gives you access to federal courts, a presumption of uh, having established this thing early, you know, at the time, right, earlier. 
Because essentially, when you register a trademark, you are like putting a pin in like history, right? It's like you're you're registering this thing, you're saying that you're using it, and you have to actually show them how you're using it. And then they approve you for it. And so you kind of have this like proof sitting there all the time. So if three years from now, six months from now, someone starts using your program name, you can be like, uh, uh-uh, it's a registered trademark. You can't use it, right? And that's what really helps with registering is that it cements this, like you don't have to argue anymore about like, I was using it first or you were doing this because you've now cemented this in time. So that's kind of the benefit. We're going to be talking a lot more about the registration process and all of that over the next couple of weeks. Now, so then what's the R with the circle around it? The R with the circle around it means registered trademark. So that you can only use once you've actually registered your trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office and it's been approved. So you don't start using that just when you file your application. You actually have to wait and get approved, right? Once it's approved, then you can slap that on, you know, whatever phrase or word that you're using it on. So those are the symbols. The C with the circles for copyright. You can use that now. You can also use that if you register the TM you use on things that are trademarkable, that are not registered. And then the R you can only use when you've actually registered a mark. So I hope that this was helpful. I go into this a little bit more inside of my ultimate guide to taking down copycats. It's my new freebie chock full of information about how to protect your content, what to do about copycats. I give you a little takeaway to-do list for every single um, section of this guide so that you know exactly what steps you need to take. And I break it down just as simply as I always do, um, just to make sure you have just what you need to keep copycats off your content or to be able to do something about it if they take it anyway, because we all know that can happen. So you can grab that link to my free guide, my ultimate guide to taking down copycats in the description. Um, I would love for you to send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if this was helpful. If the ultimate guide to taking down copycats is helpful to you, shoot it to a friend, send the, send the link to sign up for it to a friend if you if you could do me that favor because you don't want to break my intellectual property. Um, so send them the link to sign up for it or you know tag me on social media so I can share that you're loving the guide. It would mean so much to me. I am so excited. It's only about one more week until I've got something so big coming to help you um, actually make sure that you can do something about it if copycats snag your content. I am so excited for that to drop so soon. So I can't wait to carry this conversation over to Instagram. Let me know if this was helpful. I'm at Sam Vanderveelen over there. Hopefully we're connected already. Um, Until next week. Next week, we're talking about the difference between stealing content and mimicking. I can't wait to break that one down. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderweelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderweelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderweelen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.